Everybody say revival. Revival. There is a place here for you. And I know the Lord is, is doing some great things in this, in this hour in spite of all of the stuff that has been going on. I am so thankful to be a part of the church and to know in whom I have believed and to have faith in him and to trust him. The Lord, don't ever take that for granted. Don't ever take that for granted. I want to read a few verses um, to you this morning out of the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus. In verse 29, Exodus chapter 12 and verse 29. While you're turning there, I know most of you are looking at the screen. I hear a few crinkling pages. Technology seems to have replaced the book. But I love those, the sound of Bible pages. Let me say this. Um, while you're getting there, I'm excited about um, tonight's service. And we're going to honor our seniors. After the service, there will be a reception. And we're excited for... Um, these three young men that have graduated, they have finished their course. In many ways, they have kept the faith. They have fought a good fight. Amen. And they, they have come out fairly unscathed. Um, and we're very proud of them. So please be here tonight. Bring something to bless them with. And I know that they would appreciate that very much. Exodus 12 and 29, it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night the Lord came at midnight, and Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. For there was not a house where there was not one dead among the Egyptians. There was not a house where there was not one dead. Every single house of the Egyptians Awakened in the middle of the night to a corpse dead in the house. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks. And your herds, as you have said, and be gone and bless me also. That's a strange request. Bless me also. One translation said, and bless me by never returning. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people. 
they were ready for the people of God to get out of there that they might send them out of the land in haste for they said we be all dead men the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste for they said we be all dead men there was chaos in Egypt everybody said there was chaos in Egypt and that's my subject this morning Amen. Would you make contact with somebody there by you and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, would you lift your voice? We pray, Lord, that you would move and minister. We pray, God, that your power that is already in this place, that has already touched many lives in this place, we pray, Lord, that it would continue to minister as the word of God is preached. I pray that you would give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. I pray in the name of the Lord that there would be a, a visitation of God such as we have never seen before today here on Sunday morning. Oh God, I pray that you would stir something in this place and awaken something in this place. Let the mighty power of God demonstrate here this morning change, transform somebody here today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Would you clap your hands one more time and give God praise before you're seated. Come on, exalt his name. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. God bless you. You may be seated. These verses that I, that I have read to you today was the culmination of a sequence of events that, that took place over several days. This was not the beginning of what God was doing to bring judgment upon the people of Egypt and upon Pharaoh. And it was not the beginning of the revealing of his power. He was trying to show Pharaoh and he was showing the Egyptians that, that he was the God of heaven and had all power. And it started with a, a stick turning to a serpent and very quickly progressed into water being turned into blood. All of the waters of Egypt were turned into blood and Pharaoh reacted as you might think that he would react. We want it reversed. Go ahead and go worship your God and so forth. Of course, the Egyptian magicians were doing what they were doing to imitate, as I spoke about recently, exactly what Moses and Aaron were doing. And so the water was turned back as it should be, but then behind that was the plague of frogs. Frogs coming out of the rivers, coming out of the pools, coming out of the pools of Egypt, filling the land, invading their homes, covering the entire land of Egypt. It was chaos. And then Pharaoh, of course, reversing his feelings and 
the frogs being taken away only for Pharaoh's heart to be hardened again. And then behind that was the lice, the plague of the lice. And something similar happened when Aaron took the rod of God and he, he smote the dust of the ground. And lice filled the entire land of Egypt. And the same sequence repeated itself. It was on the fourth plague of flies that something different began to happen. As flies filled the land they covered. And the Bible said that they ruined everything in the land. And it was in the eighth chapter of the book of Exodus and verses 22 and 23 where the Lord said, I will sever in the day that this fourth plague happens. I will sever in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end, thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. And he said, I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. And so the next level of distinction that was being made with God's power being in demonstration was that he put a division between the Egyptians and the people of God. And he put a division between the, the vast uh, piece of land, which is the land of Egypt, and the place where the people of God dwelt, and that was in the land of Goshen. Now, for any of you that have been here uh, for a short time and you don't understand that before every offering we invoke the spirit of Goshen, this is why. Because Goshen was this place in Egypt that the Lord had destined for his people to dwell until such a time that they would exit the land of Egypt and leave behind all of their slavery, all of their turmoil, all of their oppression. And there in the land of Goshen, the Lord would bless them and he would multiply them and he would cause them to become fruitful. And this especially is, is enunciated when this fourth plague comes and it was from there on out as the disease of murrain began to attack the, the cattle, all of the camels and the, the cows and the oxen, the, the sheep and the goats there in the land of Egypt all developed this disease as the fifth plague came along. But the animals, the cattle, the, the cows, the lambs, the goats, everything, the sheep there in the land of Goshen were not recipients of this disease that was attacking the animals and the cattle of the Egyptians. The sixth plague comes and boils begin to strike the Egyptians. All of the Egyptians broke out in boils, but not the people of God because they had been divided by the Lord. There was a division now between Goshen and the land of Egypt. Then there was the hail, but not the people of God. And then there was the locust, but it did not affect the people of God. And then the ninth plague came, which was three days of darkness, but the Bible said the people of God had light in their dwellings. Once this distinction had been made and this separation had been made between uh, 
the Egyptians and the people of God, it really didn't matter what was happening in Egypt. There was chaos in Egypt, but the Lord had a plan for his people. Stay with me here for a little bit. In the 21st uh, verse of chapter 12 of Exodus, the Lord begins to explain through the mouth of Moses to the, to the elders of Israel what is about to happen. This is going to be the last and the final plague. It is the plague of the death of the firstborn of Egypt. And Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. Everybody say the Passover lamb. He said, Kill, take a lamb according to your, your families and kill the Passover. This Passover, this lamb, this blood was going to set a process in motion. That was intended from this very moment in time to maintain now and forevermore this distinction between the people of God and the heathens and the pagans of this world. Are you still here? In verse 22, he said, You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin. Strike it. Strike the lintel. That is the top of the, uh, the door frame on your houses and the two side doorposts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you, none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. But they didn't make it to the morning because the Bible said that death angel came through at midnight and Pharaoh had had enough and he was fed up with all the chaos that was going on in Egypt. And he called Moses and Aaron in the middle of the night. He said, I want you to get your people and I want you to get out right now. We're not waiting for the sun to rise. We want you out right now. But the commandment was to stay until the morning. He said, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and on the two side doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. Now, the blood is not enough and the lamb is not enough. It's not enough to have a lamb and to have the blood. It's not enough for the blood to stay in a basin. And it's not enough for the lamb to be killed. Christ was the lamb for sinners slain. And he died for everybody. And the Bible said that it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not his will. But that doesn't mean that everybody's going to come to repentance. And it doesn't mean that everybody's house is going to be passed over by the death angel because the next phase of having the blood and the lamb is you got to eat the lamb Jesus said, if any man eat not of my flesh and drink of my blood, he hath no part in my kingdom. And you can't leave the blood in the basin. The blood has to be applied to your household. It's got to be applied to your life. Coming to church does not apply the blood to your life. Are you with me this morning? Just, just being religious or reading your Bible every day is, is not enough. It doesn't apply the blood. You can't think your way into the application of the blood. You can't profess your faith 
and the blood be applied to your life. The blood can only be applied through baptism. Amen. And not just baptize any old way with a few drops of sprinkling or, or just thinking about baptism or standing by the baptismal tank. Just stay with me. I'll preach here in a little bit. Or just, just knowing about, well, my church has a baptismal tank. Good. What have you done about it? Amen. There's got to be the application of the blood to your life. Amen. They could have killed the lamb and left the blood in the basin. But he said, I've got to see the blood on the two side doorposts and on the lintel of your house. And when I see the application of, your, of the blood, I will pass over your house and your house will be protected and spared. Am I making sense right now? And so the application of that blood becomes very, very, it's not just important, it is imperative. It's not just something that you should do, it is something that you must do. Amen. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit, or you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Just stay with me here just a moment. And so the blood, the blood, the application of that blood, Amen. Everything in the Bible points to Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. I, I've said this before, but, but he was the rock that followed them in the wilderness, according to the New Testament. They, they were baptized in the, in the cloud and in the sea. That's the Red Sea and the pillar of cloud. Unto Moses in the Old Testament, we are to be baptized in, in the disciple whom we are, and that is in the name of Jesus. Every, everything pointed to Jesus in the Old Testament. Everything in the New Testament is about Jesus. Paul preached about Jesus. Peter preached about Jesus. The four Gospels are about Jesus. The book of Acts is about Jesus. It's about the, the Savior that died on the cross. It's not about titles. It's, it, it's not about three persons. It's not about a, a trinity that doesn't exist. It's never mentioned in the Bible. Everything in the Bible is about Jesus. And the blood that has to be applied to your life is the blood of the one that shed it. And his name was Jesus. Would you praise him right now if you're thankful for the blood of Jesus? Now in verse 24, it tells them that tells us that, that this observance and this ordinance was, was not just something that was uh, it, it was not something that was just for that moment. He said, you shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons uh, forever. Everybody say forever. This, this principle of applying the blood, this principle of needing a lamb was an ordinance forever. You go all the way through the, or, uh, the Old Testament from this moment and you will find the presence of lambs being slain for the redemption and the protection and the healing and the health of the people of God. He said, if you keep these ordinances and you keep my statutes and you keep my laws, I will put none of the diseases upon you that I put upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And so the lamb is always present and the application of the blood is always present in the topic of healing and the topic of salvation and the topic of deliverance and the topic, the topic of redemption and salvation. Everything is about the blood and about the lamb. Are you with me right now? 
We're getting somewhere. He said, it shall come to pass when you become to the land. That's the land of Canaan, which the Lord will give you according as he hath promised that he shall keep this service. You're going to celebrate the Passover for the next 15 years. I'm going to give the law to Moses. And that law is going to point you toward the Messiah. Verse 26, it shall come to pass when children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? What do you mean by the celebration of this service? Why are we celebrating the Passover? I'm, talking, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about them. Why are we celebrating the Passover every year? Why do we do the same thing every year? We kill a lamb of the first year without blemish. Can't break any bones. It has to be, it has to be spotless. It has to be perfect. And you have to kill it in the evening and you have to take the entrails and put it over here. And you have to take the fleece and put it over here. And you have to cook the meat and you have to cook it this way with bitter herbs and unleavened bread. And make sure that, that you remember the blood on the doorposts and on the lentil. And don't forget all of that. And you're going to do that every year at the same time for 1,500 years. Because it's going to be the only way that the generations to come are going to understand uh, when I robe myself in flesh uh, and I die for the sins of humanity. All of this stuff that we do toward God, the exercising of our faith feels like nothing more than semantics at times. But the Lord gave specific instruction. And if you will do in the earthly realm what God has commanded you to do, heaven will respond from the spiritual realm and do exactly what he said that he would do. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. I know right now I'm just laying some groundwork, but I, I know right now this is basic. I, I know you, you think you know this, but, but God, it's the will of God that you be healed every time the prayer of pray, faith is prayed because of the blood of the Lamb. The blood does not differentiate. The, 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 the blood is not prejudice. It's not partial. The blood doesn't say I'll do it for one, but I will not do it for another. But faith, which worketh by love, connects the power of the blood of Jesus to your life. I know some of you are barely clapping right now because this is basic. Every time we come into the house of the Lord, we... We ought to be having a miracle. There ought to be a miracle. Every, every person in the building that's sick when they walk in here ought to be healed because of the power of the blood. Every person that's been under attack by the enemy should be delivered and should be set free because of the blood that was shed by Jesus Christ as our substitute. Amen. Be, be seated. It's okay. Be seated. Amen. The power of that blood causes heaven to respond according to the promise of God that he has made, not just when Christ died, but many centuries before that. In verse 27, it said that ye shall say it is the sacrifice. This is what you're going to respond to your children. It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshiped, and the children of Israel went away and did 
as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. The Lord is not asking us to understand. He is asking us to be obedient. Now, there, there is only one reason why disease and pestilence and plagues that were meant for Egyptians hit the church. There's only one reason. Something's wrong with the church. Are you here? There's only one reason. Because this is an ordinance and this is a principle that he set in motion. And this is before the blood of Jesus Christ. He said if the blood of bulls and goats can, can roll your sins forward and do all this, and he named it all in the book of Hebrews, how much more can the blood of Jesus Christ Remove every sin and heal every sickness. I know some of you are tightening up on me right now. This is a principle and an ordinance. Plagues are for Egypt. They are not for the people of Goshen. They are not for the people of God. The pestilence that would come into the camp of Israel was because there was sin in the camp. Be seated. When something is wrong with the church and when there is sin in the camp of the church, the plague and the pestilence that was meant for Egyptians will come into the church. But he said, if there's been a problem up to this point, I want you to make sure that the blood is on your household. And if you've not been perfect lately and you haven't just done everything just right, he said, I want you to get in your house and get under the blood and plead the blood. And when I see the blood... Not when I see how good you've been. Not when I see how perfect you are. Not when I hear how good you sing. But when I see the blood. I will pass over. You're not getting it. Because he said, when I start sending the plagues upon the world... He said, the frogs may get in your house, and you might have to see the water turn to blood. And you might, have, you might have a couple of things happen. But he said, at some point, I'm going to make a division between you and the Egyptians. And I'm going to make sure that what's happening in Egypt doesn't happen in Goshen. There may be chaos in Egypt, but there's never meant to be chaos in Goshen. You don't worry about the chaos in Egypt because God has covered his people with his blood. Oh, I wish somebody would praise him right now. Be seated. There's people that don't believe this. There's people that don't believe this. Oh, yeah, people firing off messages to me. Hey, shut your church down. Apostolics are getting this. It's not my problem. I'm not them. The only time we had cases of COVID during this whole thing is when we shut the church down. 
You can't neuter the blood and expect God to protect you. You can't put faith in the plague and not in the blood and expect God to do anything for you. Be seated. Now, now why, why are you preaching this? This is old news. No, because this ain't going to be our last rodeo. Because in the last days, he said there will be pestilences. And there will be plagues. And there will be all of this chaos that's happening in the world. He said it's going to get bad before the second coming of the Lord. But I'm here to preach to us. we got the blood. And if we don't have the blood, we have nothing. But since we've got the blood, we have everything. Oh, somebody better praise him right now. Come on, I've come to tell you right now, the blood has not lost its power. The blood is more powerful than COVID, more powerful than cancer, more powerful than death. It was a death. He said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. You don't worry about how many people are dropping dead in Egypt. I know there's chaos in Egypt, but I got a place called Goshen for you. I've got a place where the blood can be put upon the door of the house. Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. Come on, somebody praise him right now. I'm not trying to get you hyped. I'm trying to get your faith up. I am not, I am not going to become a doubter now in God's healing power. I am not going to believe that God did it for these fledgling Old Testament believers because of a promise that he made to Abraham. I am not going to believe that they took the blood of a lamb, a little lamb, not, not, not the lamb, not the lamb lamb, not the greatest lamb, not the lamb for sinners slain, but they took a, the blood of a little lamb and they put it on their doorpost. The screaming, the chaos that was going on in the world. And so I'm going to preach here right now because the enemy's not done. We're going to get victory. But that don't mean he's not going to try again. And I want you to remember the next time another wave of lies comes through our nation and through our world. We got the blood. 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 My faith is in the blood. My faith is not in CNN. It's not in the CDC. It's not in the vaccine. It's not in the certificate. It's not in anything else. My faith is in the blood. My faith is in the blood. Well, come on, come on, come on right now. You say, we don't need this right now. You don't know what's coming next. And we're going to go ahead and draw a line in the sand right now. You're not coming to my house. 
There's not going to be a death in my house. There's going to be victory in my house. My house ain't going to be cursed. My house is going to be blessed. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, get in the church, 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 get in Goshen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, lift your hands right now. This is what I want you to pray. Father, every cell in my body belongs to you. It belongs to you, God. I'm here until you're done with me. In the name of Jesus, almighty God. In the name of Jesus, almighty God. I want you to tell him my faith is in the blood. My faith is in the blood. My faith is in the blood. Come on. The chaos is for Egypt. It's not for the church. The plague is for Egypt. It's not for the church. Oh, hallelujah. I wish somebody would push a little bit in the Holy Ghost right now. I wish somebody would pray in the Holy Ghost right now. And I wish you would push against the powers of the enemy that says we're going to destroy your home. We're going to destroy your family. You're going to say, no, I'm not. No, you're not. I'm covered by the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Well, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. I want you to pray in the spirit right now. I want you to war in the spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God, let there be a stirring, Lord. Let there be a stirring, Lord. Let there be a moving in every house. Yeah, I know there's been chaos in Egypt, but there's a division between us and them. In the name of Jesus, come on. I'm going to preach it till you get a revelation of it this morning. We don't live by fear. We live by faith, and our faith is in the blood. In the name of Jesus, oh God. somebody pray right now I wish somebody would pray with authority right now in the name of Jesus oh God I want you to reach over put a hand on somebody just put a hand on somebody's shoulder 
and say in the name of the Lord God I plead the blood of Jesus over their life I plead the blood of Jesus over their life oh hallelujah God if they'll stay in the church if they'll stay under the blood if they'll stay under the covering in the name of the Lord Jesus Yeah, come on. Something. God wants to break something in this place right now. I know some of you think this preaching is past the expiration date. But we're learning. We're learning from the mistakes that we made when the plagues were coming against Egypt. In the name of the Lord, come on, hallelujah. The devil don't like what's going on in Goshen. Well, hallelujah. Come on, there's a revival in this place right now. On Sunday morning, the power of God's moving in this place right now. Whoa, I feel it right now. Hallelujah. Somebody, here's another wave of the Holy Ghost coming right now. Somebody's going to break loose. Somebody's going to break out. Somebody's going to get victory in this place. In the name of Jesus, almighty God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, I bind the spirit of religious tradition right now. Oh, God, I release your apostolic power. I release your apostolic anointing, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 